yes, you absolutely should find yourself a mentor, be humble, talk to other people. And as your career goes on, so, you know, God, God spares, you network with somebody, you get on the job. Now that you're on the job, continue to network with people. And these people need to do the same thing. We need to continue to pay it forward, network with each other. Enchanted Sky Media. Media. From the Federal Resources Studio, this is Code 3, the Firefighters Podcast, hosted by award-winning journalist Scott Orr. Code 3 features interviews with leading members of the fire service, discussing firefighting strategy, tactics, and other topics you need to know more about. Now, here's Scott. That's right, and I will not let Parkinson stop me. Thank you for joining me again here on Code 3. This is the show for and about firefighters. We're informing and entertaining members of the fire service, just like you, from coast to coast. If you're trying to join the fire service, raise your hand. Wow, that's a lot of you. There are some good resources to help you with things like passing the written tests and the interview stage. But one of the keys is mentorship, a.k.a. networking. Turns out who you know really can make a difference in getting in the door. My guest today is here to explain. Dave Glynn is a 17-year fire and emergency services veteran who has worked in both municipal and federal fire departments as volunteer and career firefighter. He's currently the Chief Training Officer for the U.S. Military Academy at West Point's Fire Department. Dave also owns Passion in Leading LLC, and I'll have contact info on that later. And Dave McGlynn joins me now. Welcome to Code 3. Thanks, Scott. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm really honored. Is it really as much about who you know as what you know when it comes to getting a fire service job? I think both of those are important. They're both equally important. So you should know, you know, we're in a business where we deal with lives and property. So you should have some kind of understanding of what you're getting yourself into. Far too many times we've had people in the business that maybe shouldn't be in the fire service business. Uh, maybe don't understand how much really is involved with it. The physical aspect, as well as the mental aspect, all the time away from family all that stuff. It takes a special kind of person to really dedicate themselves to, to doing it both volunteer and career. Um, but if you're making a career out of it, you know, you should be mindful of, of, of what it is going to take to be a firefighter. Um, but the second important part of that is yes. Uh, I don't want to say, unfortunately, because I've made a great career of, of who I know. Now uh, I'm not into kissing butt or brown nosing. Uh, I've never been one of those kinds of people. Uh, anybody that truly knows me knows that that's just not something that I do. I recently applied for another promotion for a base, which because you know I'll explain that in a second. But for a base where I would be uh, a, a tree, still a chief training officer, but it would be a promotion, and the schedule would be better than what I'm on now. And I know the deputy fire chief there, but I have not at one time reached out to him and said, hey, you know, will you do me this favor? I've never believed in that. But 
understanding how to go about getting a job, understanding how to build your resume, understanding how to take these tests, getting to know people in those fire departments that you're trying to get hired at. That is important because if you're not doing it, somebody else is. And they're building credibility for themselves. They're building this relationship with these people. You know, these people are giving them feedback that are already on the job that are going to help that person get the job. So, yes, it is. They are both equally important. You should know and have an understanding of of what this job entails. But you should also be humble enough to reach out to people that are going to help you get on the job because it's not an easy job to get, as as anybody listening knows. It's not. It's it's the job we all want, and that's why it's not easy to get. That's true. There are a lot more applicants than open positions. So what does networking do to help you get in the door if you do it right? I would say it it makes you a more versatile person in general. So, you know, speaking uh, as if you're already in on the job, networking is going to be able to, to make you better at everything you can do. I have never been a subject matter expert with anything, uh, but <laughs> I do know people. Yeah, but I do know enough subject matter experts that they've been able to help me in my career, in my development, and as well as my current job, which is managing a training program for the most prestigious military academy in all the world. You know, I manage the training program for that fire department. If I wasn't able to network with others, I wouldn't have a, it wouldn't be successful, you know, but to, to go off of your, your, your actual question, the, the things that you can get, like I said before, you know, we get guys that they don't understand that there's a lot more to it than just showing up and taking a test or submitting an application, you know, in the federal government where I work. Everything is based off of resume and interview skills, uh, as well as your certifications that you have. So if you're a guy that's trying to get into federal government as a career fireman, you're not going to, and you're not knowing that, you're not going to have an opportunity to get the job. But when you reach out to people that are already on the job, you know, these guys are able to sit there, mentor you, explain to you, hey, this is how you put together your resume. They, they, you know, these are the type of jobs that you want to apply for. This is how you fill out the application. These are the type of credentials and certifications you need. So that's where the networking thing comes in handy. You know, for me, I couldn't get on the job for the longest time. I was taking test after test after test. And a very dear friend of mine, Terry Kennedy, from, from Island section of Woodbridge Township, New Jersey, where I grew up, you know, he was on the job and he helped me. He sat with me and he mentored me and he told me what classes I needed to take and explained to me how to build my resume and what I need to have on my resume. And that got me in the door, you know. I know people that are on the job in the cities, same thing. You know, they 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 made friends with guys that were going to be on the testing circuit. They made, you know, they created uh, uh, study sessions. They had study partners. They went and took tests together. They went and took, you know, these classes. They they reached out to people. You know, that's the biggest thing is is you want something, right? You want that job. And, and when you're on the job, same thing. You want to be promoted and stuff like that, right? So if you are not willing to talk to somebody else who's going to be able to say, hey, you know, I have the thing that you want. Here's how I got it. Or here's what went wrong for me. You know, that's the art of networking. That's the beauty of networking is, you know, you gain so much success by just talking to other people and building a relationship with somebody. So it sounds like part of the advantage you get with networking is that you don't have to make some of the mistakes yourself. You can go by what other people have done wrong if they'll tell you. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's exactly. 
you know, that's, that's another beauty of it is it, you know, I don't know uh, if you have siblings. So I've always, uh, I'm the fourth in my family. My God bless my poor mother. You know, she had four of us <laughs> and I have, yeah, and I have two older brothers and an older sister. So I often tell people, you know, I'm my, my parents' favorite child. And, and it seems like it's arrogant. I'm half joking, but I'm half serious. And the reason why was because I knew what not to do because they did it already, you know? So, so the same thing goes with, with when you're trying to get the job, you're networking with these people. Like you just said, you know, you have a relationship with somebody who's going to try to help build you into gaining, gaining this success. You know, they're already going to tell you like, Hey, you know, like when you go on the interview, you know, the chief or whoever else isn't going to want to hear this, or they're going to want to hear more about this. So make sure that you expose those attributes, you know, because everybody at the end of the day, we're all persons. Okay. We're all people. So everybody has a personality. So if you're networking with somebody and you're trying to get on the job, that person has the in already to, to know what you can and can't say and what you should and shouldn't do that will help you stand out or, or won't help you stand out. Tell me a little bit more about your experience getting hired for the first time into the fire service. Well, so for me, uh, I had actually, whew, man, it was tough. I'll tell you, uh, I spent, and I, and, and the thing is, is people have these same stories, which is always nice to see or hear, uh, as, as you grow in your career. So I would say that for a good almost seven years, uh, I took tests throughout New Jersey, the FDNY. Uh, I went down to Charlotte with a few of my friends, Baltimore City, um, you know, and I was putting in for a lot of federal DOD, Department of Defense, uh, fire department jobs, and I couldn't get in. Uh, I, I had tried going on these diets and getting myself in shape and, and everything, but the problem was was, Friends of mine were going out and they were networking. They were talking to other people who were on the job. Those people were saying, hey, there's this test prep that you should go to. I didn't do that. I didn't, you know, I didn't, I wasn't humble enough to, to say, hey, you know, like uh, maybe I should talk to somebody else and they'll help me. I thought, well, I'll just do it on my own, which was just foolish. And it was a long hard struggling road. I saw all of my friends that, that came in the fire service with me that we, where we were volunteering, I saw all of them getting jobs. You know, they were getting on, on the city that they, they grew up in or, you know, the city that their grandfather was from, or they were getting hired at the FDNY. Another one got hired in, in, in DC. Another one got hired in Baltimore. You know, I just saw all, you know, another one got hired in Philly. Now at this point, did you ask yourself, why am I not getting hired? I did. You know, that was the problem is uh, I, I think that that was an arrogant question to ask myself. I did. I, I kind of selfishly thought like, well, instead of me being happy for my friends, for my brothers, I'm, I'm instead focusing on me. I'm like, well, you know, this isn't fair. You know, <laughs> why are they getting the job and I'm not? What, you know, what, what's, what's, how are they much a better fireman than me? And that's a stupid thing to look at because we were all good at being firemen. Their thing was they were smart enough and humble enough to, to reach out to others to assist them in the process where I arrogantly and selfishly thought, I'll just give it my own, I'll just do it on my own. And it didn't work for me until I was able to accept humility and sit with my friend Terry Kennedy and him, you know, basically give me a wake up call like, hey, pal, you need to, you know, like straighten up and, and you need to, you know, accept that, you know, you're, you're not great. And I see something in you and I want to help you. 
and he did, you know, and he took that time to help me. And, and I always say his name in, in any public setting that I can. And, and he, and he's so modest that he doesn't even, he doesn't want me to do it, but I do because I'm living the thing that I always dreamed to do. And it's just been so great since I've been able to do it. And had he have not taken that time to sit and do that with me, I wouldn't have that opportunity. You and I, Scott, we would never talk because I wouldn't have been in the successful position I'm in for you to reach out to me and say, hey, I'd like to interview you. You know, like I owe a lot of that to that person. And the thing is, is there's so many people like me at that time out there that are listening to you and listening to your podcast and, you know, that are reading, you know, the blogs and and the articles and, and attending the workshops and attending FDIC and all that stuff. And they are that guy that needs that one-time guidance, that one-time person to, to sit them down and say, here's the path. I'm going to hold your hand. This is what you need to do. And that, like I said, you know, I always attribute everything to networking because that is by definition networking. You're speaking with another person. You're communicating and sharing knowledge and, and information with another person. And that person is going to help build you into a success. I'll be back with more right after this. Federal Resources is a mission-critical solutions provider with only one goal, to empower and prepare the first responder for any threat, at home or abroad, that they are called on to respond to. Your mission is to protect and defend. Our mission is to make sure you're equipped with the knowledge and training on response techniques to current threats. We'll make sure you know the latest innovations in technology to ensure mission success every time. You look out for everyone else. Let us look out for you. Learn more at federalresources.com. How do we find a mentor or somebody to start networking with? The beauty of mentors is they come from anywhere. So I've been fortunate in my career that I've had mentors that I've never even worked with. I've had mentors that I did work with. A way that I would go about it is, you know, I would, if you're looking, if, if this is specific to you wanting to get the job, I would reach out to a person who is on the job already, a person who is, you know, who has already worked for the department that you're trying to work for, or, you know, uh, is already in the system. I would, I would reach out to them. I would dedicate myself to being humble enough to listening to what they have to say, because what you have to understand is you're asking someone else to take time away from their day to work with you. And, and essentially they're working on you, you know, because mentoring is a long-term thing. It is, it's not just an in the moment thing, you know, they, they're, they're preparing you for a success and the benefit that they get out of it is just that they helped you. You're the one that really reaps the benefit. So you have to, hook up with a person who you really know is going to be able to dedicate that time to you, but you also have to be patient and, and sympathetic enough or empathetic enough to understand that their time is valuable. So you're on their time. So whatever they say and how they're guiding you, you have to, you have to be really willing and open-minded to listening to that. Do you find that members of the fire service are more willing to help than maybe other businesses? Sure. Uh, I don't want to talk ill about other businesses. Uh, we, we have, you know, our brothers and sisters in blue with the, with the police department. I would say they're pretty synonymous to, to the uh, loyalty that we have in the fire service. You know, with the exception of first res- emergency first responders and the military, 
every other business is from just from my experience and, and from my assessment, you know, they're more selfish. They really are. They're, they're in it for, uh, you know, their, their own self-development. They're in it for, uh, you know, for them to either there's, you, you either have your, your, your time card punchers, your nine to fivers, or you have people who are stepping on everybody they can to get as much success as they can so that they can have what I like to call on paper success and feel good about themselves. The fire service, we're in the business of helping people. So if I'm willing to help a perfect stranger, if it's just ingrained in my blood that, that I get off on wanting to help another person who I've never met, this person could be an absolute piece of crap, but I will drop everything I can to help this person, then I absolutely am going to help another person who has the same mindset and thought and passion that I have for that. So yeah, in the fire service, especially in emergency services, we are, we're more susceptible to wanting to help other people. We, we want to help each other out. We want to help, uh, you know, our brothers and sisters get on the job. We want them to be able to feel the same drive that we feel, the feel, you know, the same feeling of, of achievement as we feel. So yes, I, I do feel that this business separate from others, we're very fortunate that we have so many people out there that want to mentor another person to help them get that same thing. So I guess the moral of the story is if you want to move up, find someone who can help you and ask for their help. Yeah, but do it in the right way. You know, don't do it by kissing butt or brown nosing. You know, don't be the chief's pet, you know, because that's going to get you nowhere. Even if it got you promoted, none of your people are going to follow you because they're going to know you did it the wrong way. You, know, you do it because you you really want to to make a difference you want to be in a position to make it you know make a difference make a you know make a cultural change and all that but also trying to get on the job you know you want you want that job you know like like i said early in, in when we first started this out it takes a special kind of person to do what we do so if a person really wants this job not because we make great money because we don't or that we have the best retirement because we don't you know, it's just because, hey, like I'm going to volunteer anyway. If I can get paid for it, how awesome is that? That's really like, that's the guy I want working with me. And, you know, yes, you absolutely should find yourself a mentor, be humble, talk to other people. And as your career goes on, so, you know, God, God spares, you network with somebody, you get on the job. Now that you're on the job, continue to network with people. Reach out to people from like, you know, like how you have uh, when you started your show from coast to coast, you know, things like what you're doing, Scott, you know, your podcast, you know, you, we're spreading a message to people. We're networking with people and these people need to do the same thing. We need to continue to pay it forward, network with each other. And I have my friend Chris Baker says, you know, it's what we do. And, 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 and I love that he says that because it really is, you know, it's what we do. So, yes, network with others, network throughout your entire career. It will give you nothing but success, but also pay that forward. You know, keep that keep that culture going so that the people that you networked with that that helped you. Now you go and network with somebody that, you know, that then they're going to do the same thing and help somebody else. And, and it's just this ever, you know, pay it forward process. All right, Dave McGlynn, thanks very much for being on Code 3 today with me. Oh, absolutely, brother. I appreciate you having me. Thank you. And we put more information about what you need to know about networking and passion in leading Dave's company on our website at Code3Podcast.com slash networking. Check it out. Ready for your trivia question? What's a Bresnan nozzle? 
I'll have the answer right after this. If you like Code 3, you'll love the Code 3 Bull Session. It's more discussion with our guests on any topic. Sometimes it's serious. Anywhere from 14 to 18,000 volts of electricity shot into my right hand and exited my right leg and right arm. Spent about four and a half months in a burn unit. Sometimes it's not so serious. And once again, I, I referred to the late Chief Brunacini. I can remember when his book first came out, Fire Ground Command, there were people that were ready to hang him in effigy. And, and nowadays, we refer to him as St. Bruno. But it's only available to patrons of Code 3. Find out what you've been missing. Go to Code3Podcast.com slash support. Pledge just $10 a month to support Code 3, and you'll get immediate access to all the bull sessions in our library and future interviews as we post them. Become a patron today. Now the trivia answer. A Bresnan nozzle is an old-school appliance used to fight basement fires. It's named for FDNY Battalion Chief John Bresnan, who helped design it. The nozzle has nine holes in it. They produce a water stream that goes up, down, and out all at the same time and in a spinning motion. It's also called a cellar nozzle, and it was designed to be used in hard-to-reach basement fires where you couldn't advance a line down the stairs from the interior. Instead, crews would cut a hole in the floor to provide access to the basement then lower the cellar nozzle into the opening to knock down the fire. All right, that's it. That's all for this edition of Code 3. I'm always looking for your comments on the show. Just email me, scott at code3podcast.com. Thank you for listening. I'll be back next time with more, and I hope you'll join me. I'm Scott Orr, and until then, stay safe. Code 3 is made possible through the generous support of Federal Resources. Visit them at federalresources.com. This show is a production of Enchanted Sky Media. To contact us, get more information on today's show, or to subscribe to the podcast, go to code3podcast.com.